Hi, I'm Chris Bedford, Dorothy Wagner-Wallace Director of the Baltimore Museum of Art. Welcome to Art Matters, a monthly feature where we provide insights into the work of some of today's most creative artists from Baltimore and beyond. Joining me today is Betty Cook, the internationally acclaimed Baltimore-based artist and jewelry designer whose work is in several museum collections, including the Museum of Modern Art in New York, the Museum of Fine Arts in Boston, and of course the BMA. Thank you so much for joining us today, Betty. You're welcome. I'm delighted. So a remarkable fact is that you graduate from MICA in 1946, mm -hmm. and in 1950, one of the most influential collectors and philanthropists in the BMA's history, Sadie Adler May, gives a work of yours to the BMA. So four years out of school, and you're already enshrined in art history. So how did that happen, and what did it mean to you? Oh, I think it's very special. Actually, uh, I'm going to mention Belle Boaz, who was pretty important to the BMA and the education department. She held the first, quote, craft show at the BMA, I think, in the 50s. And I happen to have a necklace and some other pieces in that, and that necklace is in the current show at the BMA. And I happened to hold it out because I was so proud of it that I didn't sell it. So um, I think it's interesting that it's here how many years later. I appreciate everybody that has a piece of mine, even though it's little... And I'm kind of awed in a way that it's gone on this long, and it's handed down generation after generation. I mean, I have grandchildren come in, they've inherited a piece, they want to know about it. And I think that's very nice. So Sadie Adler May was an enormous advocate of modernism and felt very strongly that modern art needed to exist within the history of art that the BMA narrated. Yes. And within that, she became very attached to your jewelry as an aspect of modernism. So mm -hmm. I wanted to talk a little bit about that. How did you choose that medium? Why jewelry? I actually thought I was going to get into sculpture at the time, uh, and I was going to go to Cranbrook. But I realized that I was making these pieces already, and they seemed to be attracting interesting people. And so I developed that more so than the sculpture, which would have been taking more years for study. How did I get into jewelry? Just because I like the metal and I like the form and I like the color and I like the, the fact that you could express so many ideas. And do you metal. think of your jewelry as sculpture? I do. I do. Small sculpture. Mm -hmm. And the fact that it's wearable, that's important to you. The, it it, it adorns humans. It is. When people say it's comfortable, I really don't think whether it's comfortable or not. I mean, if it's too heavy or too whatever, you you don't buy it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's somebody that doesn't mind the fact that it's heavy or that it's big or that, I mean, a lot of European contemporary jewelry is body art. Wearable sculpture. Right. <laughs> so can you tell me um, what painters and sculptors from the modern period influence you if they did? I can say some that I uh, liked. I'm not sure I would say influenced. I happened to like watercolor at the time, and I thought John Marin was wonderful because it was so free and graphic in a way. I, of course, liked Calder at the time, Bretoya, Ben Sean, I thought was a wonderful. Mm -hmm. But there were so many, and then there's the Northwest artists that were so great. And are there either sculptors or jewelry makers that you think of as peers, people that you, when you consider your own career, you consider theirs alongside yours? Not really, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. So you're no, singular. I mean, I, I like Noguchi, and I like all these wonderful people. I, I'm thrilled that so much was happening at the time that I was out of college. 
I mean, I used to call it the design revolution. I mean, there was Charles Eames and, as I say, Pretoria and all these different people, and all this was available. People could see it and, and enjoy it, but it took a long time for a lot of it to catch on. So you've had an incredibly long career. Yeah. And you continue working today. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about your working habits. Do you do jewelry design every day today? I don't sit down and do it exactly. It, it comes in spurts, mm-hmm. and then I have a lot of custom pieces that mm-hmm. you, you really develop. But you're always thinking of things. I mean, any minute you can break down or draw. I draw a lot. Mm-hmm. I sketch a lot. Mm-hmm. Every So many little tiny bits of ink on a paper can give you an idea that could be a really terrific idea. Sure. I mean, it expands out of how or where, I don't know. But... Um, that's how I work. It can be spontaneous or it can be a really deliberate design production that I do. So but, you're currently in an exhibition at the BMA called Freeform, yes. 20th Century Studio Craft, which is on view through June 7th. Can you um, tell us a little bit about that show and your participation in it and your work with the curator, Virginia Anderson? Well, I think it's a very fine selected show, and I'm glad to see that it's together, and then people see these three different media. It's hard to use the word craft sometime, but it is. But it's also design, as far as I'm concerned. And I'm very, I think it's nice that it's there. I, I, Virginia did a beautiful job. And you've committed your whole career to Baltimore. Yes. You've been here yes. from the very beginning. Yes. You know, your first object entered the museum's collection in 1950. That's 70 years of living and working in Baltimore. So why did you commit yourself so fervently to this place? Maybe because uh, I started in a small way. I knew New York and I knew other cities, of course, but I I liked what I had. I had this small place in a community that really appreciated what I was doing and were ahead enough. I mean, most of my customers were architects, doctors, or musicians, whatever, and they for some reason, saw this and thought it was good. And uh, I kept feeding this thought in my mind that you just make these things and, and they mean something to people. The other thing that's interesting is that um, I and the other people in my era are now in this postmodern movement. And when you're doing something, you don't realize that someday you'll be part of a movement. I mean, you just do it. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you will be part of what the museum is doing that's different, but Mm -hmm. it might take a long time for it to be as significant as it is now. Bessie, I'd love talking to you. Thanks so much for joining us today. And thank you so much for having me. You can see Bessie Cook's work in free form, 20th Century Studio Craft, on view at the BMA through June 7th, 2020. Thank you for listening today. Art Matters is produced for WYPR by the Baltimore Museum of Art. And for the Baltimore Museum of Art, I'm Chris Bedford.